Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Ina Topeler. And Ina is the founder of Complete Nutrition and Wellness, an integrative nutrition practice and the host of Health Mysteries Solved podcast. Ina is also the co-founder of Pregnaceuticals, a prenatal nutrition line, and the co-founder of My Custom Cleanse. Ina did not originally start out in the wellness field, though, but was guided here by her journey. By 20, she was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, suffered from severe digestive disorders, had major skin issues, and was chronically exhausted. Unfortunately, conventional doctors were not able to help her where they came from or offer much help. Changing her diet and addressing her many biochemical imbalances is what allowed her body to heal and resume proper functioning. She was so impacted by her recovery that she changed her career. Since starting her practice in 2006, she has helped thousands of patients get to the root of their underlying health issues and reclaim their health. And today we're talking about body betrayal and being betrayed by chronic illness. If you're struggling with some physical symptoms you just can't seem to make sense of, there's a really good chance it's tied to an unhealed betrayal. And our next guest will share just how that happens and what to do about it. Today I'm having a conversation with Ina Topeler. Here we go. Okay, so we have Ina Toppler today with us, and she's going to be talking about how your body can betray us, how chronic illness can betray us, and all things having to do with healing physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually from when your body can give you, uh, can talk back from betrayal. So welcome, Ina. We're so glad to have you. Thank you so much, Debbie. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much. So let's just get started. Can you share with us your story? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when I started school, I constantly had a cold, a flu, a sore throat. You know, I still remember my mom would chase after me with shots of penicillin. I grew up in Lithuania and that's what they did when you were sick. Mm -hmm. And I had really bad acne throughout my teenage years. And I was always tired. I feel like I could sleep any time. And then I moved to New York City. This is a little later. And I started my full-time job out of college. And that's where really everything came to a head. I started to experience a lot of digestive issues. They really ruled my life. I constant headaches. I was fatigued still. Um, and on top of that, I still had acne and I was an adult at that point. Mm-hmm. So I sought out a lot of conventional therapies at first, as most people would. And I was really disenchanted with a lot of like what the disjointed care that I was getting. Um, and I was really frustrated because after months of seeing so many doctors, I still had no answers at all. And, you know, I was angry, upset. I felt really lost. But this is where I really started to feel betrayed. This is the first time in my life where I took medicine exactly like I was supposed to. I was a really good girl. You know, I did everything I was supposed to do. And, you know, it didn't work till now. You know, my body really cooperated before that if I had a cold, you know, I'd get better. If I, let's say, fell and hurt myself, I would heal. But this time it really wasn't the case. And so, you know, for me, I went And I want to stop you, you know, and I'm going to stop you right there because this is a point where it can be so frustrating. Here you are, you're following the rules, you're doing everything you're supposed to, and it's not working. And, and this is really common to betrayal. It's like, here we are, we're, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do. And we're assuming, let's say it's betrayal of a, of a, a friend, a partner, a family member, that the that the other person is following the same rules. And we're so uh, upset, aggravated, frustrated because we're, we're doing what we're supposed to do and it's not working. 
Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's what's happening just even with the medications you were taking. Exactly, exactly. And then this kind of went on because then, you know, I started with a primary. We ran tons of tests. I had vials and vials of blood drawn and the results didn't show that much. So then we're like, okay, well, let's do this medication. And then when that didn't work, we'll do that medication. And then that didn't work. And, you know, I, I was even told at one point that, you know, maybe it's in your head, you know, do you <laughs> want to consider an antidepressant? And I'm like, my goodness, like I'm not depressed. He goes, yes, maybe I feel sad because I don't feel well, but it's not because I'm depressed. You know, that's more of the symptom of what I'm going through. Um, you know, and then I saw a lot of different specialists. I saw a gastroenterologist that's a specialist for digestion. And he told me at IBS and I had to live with it. And so that was a dead end. I saw a neurologist for the headaches and he told me, you should exercise more. Meanwhile, I'm so tired. Mm. I couldn't exercise. All I wanted to do was take a nap. And then I saw a dermatologist for my acne, gave me lots of antibiotics. Then that gave me a yeast infection and then I had to go yeah. see a gynecologist. <laughs> so, I mean, I laugh about it now, but obviously, you know, it wasn't funny because it was just this like never ending cycle of going to one person and another. And, you know, and then I saw an endocrinologist for my thyroid. They told me I had Hashimoto's and I was so excited because Debbie, I was like, oh my gosh, for the mm. first time I have a diagnosis. This is great. You know, I know what to do. But what happened was they said, well, your thyroid is actually okay. So even though you have this autoimmune that's going to destroy your thyroid, there's nothing we can do. So we just have to wait and see until your thyroid gets destroyed and then we'll give you medicine. <laughs> so so here you are, you're having all of these symptoms. You're, you're going around seeing all of these specialists. They're just putting you on all kinds of things. And I guess for the best of their ability, making these decisions and nothing's helping. So I'm sure mentally and emotionally, this is not feeling well at all. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I felt so frustrated, so lost. And I mean, I've been to all of the specialists. I didn't know who else to go to. And this was back, you know, we're going back to like 2002. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, things were available, but I feel like it was a little bit different than right now where there's so many more functional medicine practitioners in between social media and everything online, you know, we can find more answers. Um, But, you know, I did start researching and finally about a year into this, not getting anywhere at all, I stumbled on a website for a naturopathic doctor and a clinical nutritionist. And I've done a lot of research and kind of really had the intuition that everything is related somehow. I just didn't know exactly how. And he helped me to connect it. We ran a lot of tests and these were different than regular blood tests. They were more functional tests. So we were really looking to see how my body was functioning and where some of the breaks in the pathways were. And, you know, we discovered that so much going on. Like we actually had answers, which was amazing. Which is so, it's, it it like gives you such a sense of relief. But before we even move forward, can you explain, because some people listening may not know what functional medicine is. Yeah, absolutely. So with functional medicine, we're looking at how the body's functioning versus just the structure. So for example, let's just say you're doing an inspection on a house, right? And so you go in and, you know, you knock on the wall and you're like, all right, the wall is standing. Everything's good. You kind of stand on the floor like, all right, everything seems sturdy. It's fine. So that's the structure. But then if you go on to turn the lights on or turn the faucet on, the water may not come out or the electricity may not come on. And that's really the function. So it's how everything is functioning. So in functional medicine, what we do is we really look at the person as a whole. So if let's say your hand hurts, yes, we want to look at what's going on in your hand, but we also want to see how is your hand related to everything in the body? Because it's very possible that what's going on in your foot may be affecting your hand and so on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, and and that's it. You know, we forget that we're, everything is connected. Everything is connected. Mm-hmm. So you, 
and now explain the connection, if you can, between, mm-hmm. of course you can, uh, mm-hmm. b- between the functional medicine and the, and the nutrition. How do they, how, how do they work together? So they work together because what you eat in terms of your nutrition is really what makes your whole body. So that's, you know, where all of, you know, your blood comes from the food that you eat and the nutrients, your skin, your muscles, your nervous system, everything is related to the food that you eat. And so we have to make sure that the nutrition comes first and that are fueling ourselves in the proper way. And then from there is when we look to explore the different pathways and see where some of the things may not be functioning properly. So they go hand in hand. And oftentimes, um, most nutritionists are doing some type of a functional medicine approach and most functional medicine doctors are also using nutrition. They're really kind of, they work together. You can't really have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Which is so helpful because I mean, how, well, you remember from back when you were seeing all those different doctors, it seems like Mm -hmm. each one was putting you on something different and it wasn't like they were all in touch with each other. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest issues where it's like, here you are. um, It's like this, the spokes of the wheel aren't connected to the, to the the hub or whatever, whatever exactly. that's called. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh. no, I know exactly. And I actually even had one gastroenterologist tell me that what I eat does not matter. Can you believe that? Wow, wow. Yeah. So um, what happens? So then, okay, so bring us back to your story. So now you see this functional medicine doctor and nutritionist. Was it one, it was one person? And then it was tell one us person that started it, you know, and after that, I kind of went a little bit further, but he was the one that started everything. And, um, you know, we figured out through some of these functional tests. And again, the difference when I say functional is, you know, yes, we were testing for, you know, some of the basics, like my basic liver function and my kidney function and all of that. But we were also looking a little bit more in depth. So how are the bacteria in my gut working together? Are there any hidden infections that we can't in regular tests. Um, We looked at my thyroid function a little bit more in depth where we didn't just test for TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone, which is one of the main things that is tested with conventional medicine, but we tested for all of the thyroid hormones. Mm -hmm. We also looked into a lot of toxins because what a lot of people don't realize is that the toxins we're, we're exposed to are going to directly impact how we feel. And if we have too many toxins and on top of that, our liver is perhaps a little sluggish and we can't get rid of those toxins. And, you know, people can think of the liver as uh, a filter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have an air conditioner and you don't change the filter in a couple of years, the air conditioner is not going to work as well. And then the air that's coming out of that isn't going to be as good. So the same situation with the liver. And so we looked at different toxins. I actually had a lot of mercury. I had 16 amalgam fillings when I was younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't realize then that it was an issue and no one was really talking about it. Um, And so between that, I also had a lot of vaccines. And, you know, of course, I think all these things are important. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do, you know, have vaccines if someone, you know, needs them, but it's just a combination of how it all works together and then how your body is able to get rid of it. And so, you know, I had all of these things, including also tons of vitamin and mineral deficiencies too. And he was really able to explain to me how all of these things were connected and we had to work on them all together. Mm -hmm. And then with his help, I embarked on this journey to balance my body. You know, now understanding what was happening, it was really, really empowering for me. I changed my diet. I addressed a lot of the biochemical imbalances. We did different protocols um, to chelate the mercury out of my body. So my toxic burden really went down through proper cleansing. I overcame a lot of the candida that I had and that actually eliminated my ABS completely. And with doing that and changing my diet, my acne went away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, oh, it doesn't matter what you eat, but it absolutely does. All of these things affected my skin because the skin is really 
one of the main detox organs and we don't realize and my body was trying to get all the stuff out and it couldn't get out through the liver, the kidneys, the gut. And so it was coming mm-hmm. out on my skin. So what did you know? So what did you notice first? Do you remember uh, as you started changing your diet or you had, you were on this new protocol, what did you start to feel? So the first thing I felt is more energy where I didn't feel like I always had to take a nap. I mean, every time I ate, I would get tired and I was at work. I worked, um, on Wall Street at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after lunch, I feel like, oh, I just want to crawl under my desk and mm-hmm. nap. And so that stopped happening. Um, and the my digestion got better. So oftentimes I wasn't sure if I was going to be late for work because my body often kind of ran the, mm-hmm. the schedule and the mm-hmm. rules. Mm-hmm. And so that went away. Um, a lot of the gas, the bloating, the distension, like all of the bathroom issues, that um, got better. Um, I noticed my sleep also improved. I slept deeper. And then after that, um, a lot of the candida stuff, like the yeast infections got better. And then the skin was probably, wasn't the last, but it was kind of a little bit after that, um, just because it took a little while for all of that to clear up. And mm-hmm. then that's when I saw a difference in my skin. And, and you know, you were probably feeling so much better at this point. And did did it affect how you, because I, I, I can imagine you may have looked at your other doctors and therapists and everybody else that you were seeing. And there's a sense of betrayal there. Like you, yeah. you wanted me to take this medication and that made me worse. Or, you, you know, you, you, you prescribed this and I felt terrible. Was there any sort of something left in the, in the wake of, of some of the things that they had suggested or prescribed that you were struggling with? There was, there was um, a lot of exactly what you're saying is that you told me to do all these things. I did them and they didn't work. And more so, I think it was also some of the things that I did do, I think made things worse. So a lot of the stuff I took for my acne, I did Accutane, I did two rounds of that. I did tons Mm -hmm. of antibiotics that created a lot of the candida and a lot of the intestinal overgrowth and dysbiosis, which I had, which is really kind of like an imbalance between the good and the bad bacteria in the gut. So there was that betrayal piece also so of, hey, I did what you told me to do. Not only did I not get better, I actually got worse. Now I have to heal from this and add another, you know, weeks or months or whatnot to my journey. Yeah. And, and so here there's, it's like two betrayals. You feel, you feel betrayed by your body because, you know, what the heck, why isn't it performing mm-hmm. and, and just acting the way it's supposed to. And then you feel betrayed by these uh, doctors and therapists and practitioners because they're recommending things that are actually causing more harm. So what'd you do with that? How'd you handle it? Well, at first I didn't really do anything because to be honest, I don't think I knew what to do. And I sort of just, you know, continued healing. I continued to look forward. And, you know, every time I made a stride and saw another symptom go away, that was motivation for me. So I think Mm -hmm. the betrayal piece was kind of still there, but it was kind of stuck in the back somewhere and I kind of like shoved it away and didn't really think about it that much. But what I noticed is that it started coming back later. And the way that it started coming back was in kind of an interesting way. When I was feeling better and I was feeling better for a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we're talking, you know, even years later where, you know, everything was okay. And then I would start to notice a symptom. So for example, like I would get a pimple mm-hmm. or, you know, I would maybe feel a little bit tired one day. And what would start happening is these old symptoms, you know, the symptoms I'm getting now, they started reminding me of the old symptoms. And then there was this thought of, oh my gosh, I'm getting a pimple. 
what if it means I'm getting acne again? Because then it goes, you know, you go back to that place mm-hmm. where it took mm-hmm. so long. And my thought was, well, I, you know, it took me 10 years to sort of get here. So is the, does this pimple mean that I'm back there and now it's going to take me another 10 years? And the same thing with the fatigue. And, you know, and again, sometimes I'd get a headache or a digestive issue and all of those things would trigger that. And that's how I knew that there was something still there. And at that point, Debbie, I still didn't even realize that it was the betrayal piece mm-hmm. that was affecting me. I just knew that there was something there and it kept like creating almost a potential relapse. And, you know, I want to stop you right there because this is what I say all the time. Betrayals do not heal unless they're addressed. It, they just, they just don't. And we need to, you know, it's like that saying, you need to feel it to heal it. We need to address it and acknowledge it and really see it for what it is, or it'll keep coming back. So, okay. I didn't mean to, to stop oh, you right there, but go, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, no, no problem at all. And, you know, I see this in a lot of my patients as well, um, where they will feel a symptom and, you know, some of them are dealing with things like Lyme disease, um, chronic fatigue, a lot of digestive stuff, and they would feel a symptom and it would, you know, brings them back to the same place where I was. And the reason why I think some of these things can then lead to a relapse is, you know, like we were saying, that betrayal piece is there. And then it sets off this whole domino effect with their nervous system. So, it, you know, when they worry about that symptom, it increases their cortisol level, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is the stress hormone. Mm-hmm. And then by nature, that's going to weaken your immune system because when cortisol goes up, immunity goes down. Um, They're inversely proportional to each other. And so if there's anything going on in the body that normally may not have been a problem, it will be an issue because of that weak immune system that we created due to the stress, which is really due to this old, you know, betrayal piece that people don't realize. So that's how it's all connected. Right. And then, so let's say using your example, so you get that pimple and before you take your mind down that slippery slope of, uh oh, this means this is going to happen again. And, and, and you, know, you bring yourself back to that, that, that point years ago, that was so uncomfortable for you. What do you do to, to sort of break that negative cycle and break that thought pattern? Because it's so easy to keep going there because it was so familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you asked. So I, and I mean, I think there's a couple of different things. What I did personally is two techniques. So I'd love to share those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I walk people through them now as well. So one um, is called EMDR, which stands mm-hmm. for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. And I worked with a really great practitioner out in California who's trained in this, Dr. Barry Green. And what we did is we came up with a series of statements that we no longer want to feel. And then we would repeat those statements with the words no more in front of the statement while we focus on an external stimulus. So something like a light or a dot. We used, there's actually an app on the iPhone called the EMDR 101. Oh, and wow. it's, um, we call it the dotty. And basically it's, it's, it sounds kind of funny, but if you guys could stay with me here, it, it really is very, very effective. It just sort of sounds funny when we describe it, but it's, there's a dot on your screen And the dot is going to move from right to left and right to left, back and forth. And so what you do is you follow the dot with your eyes. So you don't want to move your head too much, but you're actually just using your eyes, you know, looking left, right, following the dot and blinking at the same time. And as you do that, you repeat those statements. And so the theory behind it is that by blinking and moving your eyes, it activates the optic nerve. And then that goes to the part of the brain where some of these beliefs are stored. And, um, you know, one of the things like with the pimples that we were talking about, um, what the things that we came up with was, and if there's a few different ones, but these are just some of the highlights. So no more thinking that one pimple means you have acne because really 
I got a pimple. It doesn't mean that it's mm-hmm. acne. It's going to develop into something else, right? And then no more being afraid of pimples because that was the other thing. There was so much fear, like, oh my gosh, it's a pimple. It means this and my body's going to do its thing again, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no more pimples take a long time to heal because that then activates the fact that it was a long journey for me. Uh, no more pimples being a major body imbalance because again, it my story, the acne was really because of all of these other things that I had and that betrayal with my body that it wasn't able to heal. But, you know, sometimes we just get a pimple, you know? So um, what we did is we would repeat those things as Mm -hmm. I would follow the dot. And, you know, usually we do that about three times. And then we would put in the positives because the theory there is that once you clear that negative belief, you then want to replace it with something else so that your mm-hmm. body then has this new belief. And so, you know, we would use things like my body knows how to heal. Pimples can happen from time to time. Um, you know, just because I get a pimple, it doesn't mean I have acne. Pimples go away quickly. My skin heals quickly and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's interesting about that is, even though I know it sounds kind of funny because you're following this dot and blinking, but you're doing it from more of a subconscious place. So you're not just saying it because, you know, you and I can talk about this until we're blue in the face. And logically, you know, we can understand that, yes, you know, pimples are not the end of the world and one pimple doesn't mean anything, but a lot of the betrayal of it, a lot of those fears, they're really stored way deep down. And so this was one of the ways that I found um, that was really helpful. And, and, you know, and I love that you're bringing this up because EMDR is is just one of those uh, modalities, therapies, whatever you want to call it, for mm-hmm. trauma. And a lot of people have had great responses and whether they're working with uh, someone who is trained in EMDR, where I think they're using their finger, moving it from side to side, you, could, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's to access also the left and right uh, hemispheres of the brain. There's something mm-hmm. to that too. Um, but I also want to bring this up too. So often we're afraid to bring up the negative piece, the first part of that, because we think we're giving it more life and giving it more attention. And that, you know, what we feed grows kind of thing, but Mm. it's sort of bringing it up so that you're, you're looking at it clearly and then, and then dealing with it. It sounds very familiar to like EFT, you know, tapping where Mm -hmm. you're bringing up that negative, you're acknowledging it, you're facing it so that you can work with it. Is that, does that sound about right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree with you that, you know, we shouldn't be afraid to bring up the negative if we're doing it in a way that's controlled, like you're saying, almost that we're highlighting it for deletion. That's Mm -hmm. how I like to see it. Yeah. Um, And then there's another technique that it's a little bit different, but it also has a similar thing where you're, you know, thinking about some of the negative then actually feeling it at the same time. And it's a technique um, that I used uh, looking at archetypal wounds and then putting in the healing fields to connect the mind and the body. And I learned this from Dr. Mario Martinez. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he teaches that there are three archetypal wounds uh, in his teaching. It's shame, abandonment, and betrayal. And, you know, we can experience all three of them at some point in our lives, Um, you know, and that could be from just how we grew up, from our culture. And so, you know, with the betrayal piece, um, what we would do is we would connect um, the thought of the betrayal with what we actually feel in the body and then put in the healing field. And what I really liked about this is that you're actually connecting the the mind, you know, and the body. And I know we we use that term mind-body so often, but I think a lot of times it's sort of vague, you know, and here it's Mm -hmm. really like connecting the mind and the body. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. so this is how it would go. Um, 
we would first do a set of, you know, maybe two, three minutes of just a relaxation exercise just to kind of get into um, a quiet space. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then I would think of a time where I felt betrayed by my body. And, you know, I had obviously many instances, but it typically helps to think of one that's earlier in life. So, you know, for me, I was always tired and Mm -hmm. I couldn't do things and go anywhere. So I would think of that. And then we would think of that time. And for some people, you know, they may think of a few different times of betrayal, you know, so in my case, it could be the fatigue, the pimples, the GI, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if it's a few times, that's fine. And we could sort of string them together, almost like a movie in our minds. Mm -hmm. And so we would want to think of that incident or several of those incidents um, while keeping our eyes closed And then, you know, we give it maybe a minute or so to to think of it. And then we start to pay attention to our body. And so we would do a scan. We would look at the legs, the belly, the chest, the arms, the neck, the head. And we notice any sensations we'd be feeling in the body as we think of those incidents. And typically the sensation um, is going to be in one area. Um, And it's probably going to be really, really subtle. Um, You know, it could be felt as a tension, a tingling, you know, maybe just like a very, very mild discomfort. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to pay attention and then, you know, tune in. Now, once we feel it, the goal here is not to blame it or to make it go away, but rather we want to really acknowledge it and almost thank it in a way for showing up, mm-hmm. um, you know, because this is where physically we're feeling that betrayal. And then we would breathe and, you know, if possible, almost like metaphorically send breath to that area. Mm-hmm. And we do that for a minute or two. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing is we would put in the healing fields. And, um, you know, according to Dr. Meyer Martinez, he, the way he teaches is that the healing field for betrayal is loyalty. And so to do that, um, we would think about a time that we felt loyal. And the trick here is not when we felt loyal to others, but when we really were loyal to ourselves. And so an example would be, you know, maybe a time where everyone told you that you shouldn't do something or take on a certain challenge, but you know, deep down you knew that that was really the right thing to do and mm-hmm. you did it anyway and you were loyal to your desires and it actually turned out great. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it has really doesn't have to do anything with the betrayal piece at all. This is something completely different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to relate. And so then we would think about one instance when we were loyal to ourselves or several, if we could think of them and kind of string them together and we do the same thing. Then we pay attention to the body. So we look at legs, belly, chest, arms, neck, head, and notice what we feel. And typically this is going to feel different than the first when we did the betrayal. You know, often people are going to feel this in a bigger area. So maybe not just their leg, like one area in the leg, it could be their whole leg or maybe a bigger area in their chest. And, mm-hmm. you know, it could feel like an expansion or a vibration. You know, and again, we don't want to label it. We don't want to, you know, say that this feeling stay or whatever. We just mm-hmm. acknowledge it and kind of thank it for coming. Um, and this is where our loyalty resides. And so we stay with that for a few minutes. And then if, if possible, you know, we breathe into it almost see if we can expand that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what this does is it overrides the betrayal with the loyalty And by connecting the mind and the body, we're actually removing that almost physical manifestation of that betrayal um, from the areas where it was being held. So it's one way to kind of figure out where it was being held. Oh, I love that. I just love that. And so I'm going to review this. So the listeners, if they didn't catch it, just hopefully I, I, I got this. You tell me if I'm missing something. Okay. So this is based on Mario Martinez's work. And I, I love what he does. He talks really about shame, abandonment, and betrayal is three just major, major, 
feeling situations, I guess, that impact us deeply. And what we want to do is, um, because we're talking about betrayal here, is we want to get ourselves into a very relaxed state. We want to think about the betrayal. One instance is better to think about something that may not be your main, main, main one first, maybe something a little bit simpler to start. Um, and, and then scan the body. We're looking for a subtle feeling to see where we feel this betrayal, where it's sort of housed uh, without any blame. We want to, when we feel something, we want to acknowledge it. We're not trying to do anything other than acknowledge it. We're breathing through it, bringing uh, healing towards it. Uh, and then what heals betrayal, the, the emotion is loyalty. So we want to think of a time that uh, we were loyal to ourselves and pay attention to that feeling, where do we note, where do we notice a feeling in our body? Maybe a totally different place. Um, and then we want to expand that feeling. And is that, is that right? Did I capture mm -hmm. it? Absolutely. That's exactly okay. right. Perfect. Oh, I love that. So, mm -hmm. you know, what do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? Um, well, I think that the biggest thing is that if you've experienced any type of health issues to really be aware of this betrayal piece. And when I talk about health issues, I also I'm not necessarily talking about something really, really massive like a cancer or, you know, major autoimmunity. I think that some of the other things that people often kind of just say, oh, whatever, it's just a little IBS or I just get headaches, you know, but if it, if it affects your life and if it doesn't allow you to do the things that you'd normally do and if it keeps you from that, then, you know, it is an element that's important. And, um, you know, whether it's fatigue, whether it's IBS, um, skin issues, it all matters. And so at some point, you probably have tried things and they didn't work. And that's the reason why you're still experiencing it. And so even if you feel better, I think it's really, really vital that people look at some of that earlier betrayal because I just find that so often we can have relapses and it, even though we feel better, we can kind of slip back into that state. And so this is something that really helps to prevent that. That's so wonderful. And I, I love the, the two different exercises you gave. You gave us the EMDR 101. I'm absolutely going to look that up myself and uh, just that, that Mario Martinez's work. It, that's so helpful as well. And where do we learn more about you? Where do we go? Uh, so I am at uh, Complete Nutrition and Wellness. So it's just www.completenutritionandwellness.com. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Ina. I know you help so many people uh, look at their their symptoms that they're dealing with and, and say, okay, you know what? This is maybe tied to a betrayal and now they have another way to heal from it. So I, I appreciate you and thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I love those two activities Ina suggested and here they are again. The app EMDR 101 and... The idea here is to bring up the negative statement around what you don't want so that you can clear it and then replace it with what you do want. As Ina said, highlight it for deletion. And the activity she shared, this was the second one, from Mario Martinez, who beautifully explained how we process shame, abandonment, and betrayal. For the betrayal piece, Ina covered this activity. First, you relax. Then you think about a betrayal instance you want to work on. You scan the body looking for subtle tension, a feeling. You don't put any blame on it. You're just seeing where the betrayal sort of is in your body. You acknowledge it and you breathe through it. You send it the healing field of loyalty 
which is what betrayal needs. And you think of a time where you were loyal, pay attention to your body and note any difference in how you feel and try to expand that feeling so you can override the betrayal feeling with loyalty. Stay in touch with Ina by going to completenutritionandwellness.com and we'll have all of her links in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. The body is brilliant and intuitively knows when it's being assaulted mentally, physically, emotionally, and what it needs in order to heal. The key is finding what it is and then giving the body what it needs so that it can feel and perform well. And experts like Ina can help you do just that. But that doesn't mean that betrayal doesn't leave some physical, mental, and emotional challenges in its wake. It does. So get a baseline for what your symptoms may be may be, and what you may be struggling with by taking the post-betrayal syndrome quiz at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.